Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and the burden of motherhood. I'm Emily. And I'm Beth. And we hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms production. This episode of Mom Fashions podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Great Hearts Prairie View. Find out more about this school in our show notes for this episode. Episode 77, The Childcare Dilemma. Hello, Mom Fashions listeners. This is Emily, and I am back again today with my friend Beth, and we are going to be talking about childcare. Beth, how are you today? <laughs> well, I'm hanging in here. I'm hanging okay, in good. here. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm interested in this topic. It has uh, kind of evolved for me lately. And so, I don't know. I'm interested to, to dive in. Okay. So, child care, like... <laughs> many things in motherhood, ends up being kind of a spicy topic sometimes between moms. Why do you think this ends up being a spicy topic? Is it because there's the whole like stay at home versus working mom? Is it because it costs a lot? Like what what is it about this topic that makes it spicy, so to speak? I mean, I think the answer is C, all of the above. Mm -hmm. Plus, just it falls into one of those categories where I find mothers are pretty passionate about maybe the choices that they make in that regard. Mm -hmm. And I find that's true no matter what your circumstance even if you are in a situation where you have to have childcare or childcare outside of the home or whatever it is, because you end up usually, in my opinion, finding pros to it, right? And like mm-hmm. we see the pros of whatever that is, and then we kind of will, we all morph into thinking then our way is the best way, you know, or this mm-hmm. is the best choice for kids. So how about we start off the discussion with just our own personal experiences with childcare. And then we're going to talk a little bit more as episode goes on about some of the challenges of childcare in this day and age. <laughs> well, I chose to leave the workplace completely and stay home. And part of that was just my own convictions and desires about wanting to stay home. But another big factor was that I, as far as the jobs that I had done in the past or any kind of career that I've had, I could not make enough money that in the end, I would have a profit after paying for childcare. A couple months ago, I started a new job where I am part-time outside of my home. So I'm on site somewhere else. And so that requires that somebody else is present to keep my children alive and to care for them, you know. So that has been a 
big transition for us. And I am so thankful that I already had a um, a relationship with a family who has multiple girls that are college age that, you know, love my girls and know my girls. And so one of them was just happy to jump on board and say, yes, I will nanny over the summer. And, you know, even my, even like I texted her, my, um, I was very clear on like, this is what I need. This is how much I can pay. These are the time frames that you will get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is acceptable to you, then please, please, please keep my kids, you know? Right. Um, and so she has been awesome. And, but it's been a whole new thing for us to to have another person who is regularly in my kids' lives and who spends full days with them that I would normally be doing. There, there has been a little bit of grief. There has been a lot of joy. There has been just a lot of scheduling, if I'm honest. Like, it's more work to have somebody else watch my kids in this instance than it ever has been. So... Oh, Yeah. If you have someone on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. then that person has to be able to step into your family routines and schedules and needs. But you have to be the one that manages and communicates all of that. Yes. Yes. So suddenly it's like I've taken on not only as an employee for this other company, but I also in a very minuscule way have my own employee you know, mm-hmm. yeah. in a sense. And so, yeah, it's a, it's different. But yeah, what about you? You've had from the get go, you've had well, the same. I want to ask two follow up questions. Oh, sure. If I can. Okay. Didn't you also use like preschools and Mother's Day out? Yeah. As okay. a type of mm-hmm. child care. Yeah. What, what did y'all yes, do for yes. your family for that? Well, so. All of my girls have gone to um, some sort of two-day-a-week uh, preschool slash Mother's Day Out type program through our church, which I have absolutely loved and I think has been really beneficial for them socially and academically and emotionally to have that time. And we started them all when they turned two. Mm-hmm. That was just kind of our... I don't know, unspoken rule. So. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what you have found most challenging for this new season of childcare that you're in? Mm-hmm. I would say initially, I walked through a season of, I don't know that I would call it guilt because I knew that my kids were in good hands. I knew that it would be good for them. But I I would say it was more of grief of the end of a season, right? Because it really does mark the end of a season for us in that I went from being the all the time primary caregiver, while I still am that, I don't know, that their level of independence, which I want them to have, requires less of me now. It was very much a personal grieving. Sure. And and it does mark the end of, of 
my season of staying home period because in the fall all three of my girls will be in school full time Mm -hmm. and so that will be who is caring for them during the day it will be their teachers it will be their right you know administrators like they will not be one-on-one in my care every single day for the rest of our lives like this is you know that sounds dramatic but it is very much the reality Right. Like I I suddenly went from I am your person every day, every moment to For ten years. For you ten did that for years, ten years. For for their entire lives up until this point. Right. And it's just this man, it is hard. It is this hard like pushing them a little bit further into their independence and allowing other people to have influence and voice in their lives and yeah it's it's a it's a hard and and sad thing but i'm also really thankful for it i'm thankful that i have people that i trust it's all been very much my own grieving of this transition yeah that makes then, sense. Yeah, yeah. The other part has that has been challenging, um, not, you know, impossible, but challenging is the managing of schedules. And for a while, really, and, and still now, but um, it felt like all my husband and I did was just talk about who was going to be where when. It's like playing chess, like, Mm-hmm. Who like what's next? Who goes where? How can we? N- yeah, it's like running navigate. a football play. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, and and just and running a football play when you've been teaching ballet your whole life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't so know about football. Yeah. Like wait, what? What is this sports ball thing we're talking about? I have no idea. Yeah. So that has been difficult. It's much easier now in the summer. You know, where it's just kind of like uh, we've got a lot less going on. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, those two things, they they are hard, man. Mm -hmm. Now, when your kids start school in the fall, Mm -hmm. will you still need child care on some days for after school or or you will not? I will not. So the job that I'm working allows me to make my own schedule and oh, so okay. I'm nice. able yes so I'm able to make those hours within their school day yeah so That's yeah good. which will be great which will be you know that expense will I'll I'll get a paycheck starting in the fall yes. is basically where we're at like <laughs> I, I will I, I will get a paycheck starting in the fall and yeah. uh you know, until then, I just hand it over and happily because she's wonderful. So, right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. All right, Emily, I am excited to hear what your childcare journey has been like. But before that, let's hear a little bit about a new local charter school opening up in our area. Today's episode is sponsored by Great Hearts Prairie View. Great Hearts Prairie View is a classical liberal arts charter school with tuition-free seats available now for kindergarten through third grade. Google Great Hearts Prairie View to learn more. 
so I never stopped working mm-hmm. um, when we welcomed children into our home. I had, as some of you may remember, I had 24 hours notice <laughs> that I was having a baby the next day um, <laughs> whenever Anna was placed. And so I was also just dumb enough to think that I didn't need a maternity leave. <laughs> oh. I was going to ask if you had maternity leave. Did you do maternity leave with your second? I did. Heck yes, because it was a nightmare the first time. (laughs) So by the time Anna came around, in terms of thinking of childcare for a work situation, I was pretty much working full time doing all sorts of uh, freelance editorial work, Mm -hmm. writing, copy editing projects. And I truly had enough work that I was working several hours every day. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if every week it would have been 40 hours. I realized that I needed someone more reliable. So when Anna was eight months old, we interviewed several women to be more like a full-time nanny. We ended on the famous Miss Lisa. I didn't know at that time that I had just found the golden ticket sitting in my living room. Ten and a half years later, (laughs) Miss Lisa is very much part of our family, so much so, in fact, that she's actually would be the guardians of our children if, God forbid, Brian and I were to pass away while they were you know, young. Wow. And she is very much a family member to my kids as well, Mm -hmm. you know, because neither of them remember a time where she wasn't in our home, in their lives on a weekly basis. Miss Lisa will do date nights and stuff sometimes, but we also always try to have like a little pool of what I call backup babysitters. You know, it could be other moms, other women who are older. I like having older in age sitters. Mm -hmm. And I learned the lesson about having backup childcare when Lisa had to have emergency surgery and she was out for six weeks. And I did (laughs) not have emergency childcare. (laughs) So then from that point on, I've always tried to have an active pool, you know, of people that I could call on or use. So what do you, I mean, we've already talked about it a little, like just the dilemmas, the -hmm. challenges with childcare. And I think the one that is up front and center is cost. I mean, I have a very privileged situation that I could afford in-home childcare, which Mm -hmm. I would say is the most expensive option of them all, depending on what you you know, what your hourly rate is. But the like what you were saying, it is so difficult to balance like the work that you are doing and the money that you are being paid for with the cost of, of child care. Mm-hmm. Like for most people, I think it's like a disproportionate ratio. Like mm-hmm. how much of your income would yeah. have to go to, like a percentage would go to childcare. Yeah. And we're not obviously the first people who've ever brought up that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's a topic that is growing in discussion and awareness, like in our culture. What do you think? 
I think so. I think that as we as a society start to recognize uh, women's issues and how we can begin to support motherhood and parenthood in general, Mm -hmm. we're recognizing the disadvantages that women experience when they choose to become mothers, especially if they want to continue to work or need to continue to work. Right. And I, you know, I would be interested even in looking up kind of what the average is of what people spend on childcare compared mm-hmm. to what they make. Um, and maybe, I don't know if we can find a number for that, but I would be interested because in in my situation, doing just some very basic math, I'm spending probably 70% of what I make to pay for childcare. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not making a lot. I am, this is very much a job to help make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And um, so the the girl that I pay is not making very much either. But I wonder across the board kind of what that looks like. Yeah. Now, on the other side of that, I think it disadvantages women. Yes. I think that the cost of child care versus what we actually bring home is completely out of whack however I am also of the mindset that if you want something to be high quality and I mean you're these are the people you are entrusting your child to then you want to like yeah, you, you get what you pay for kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And and I say that, but I am obviously not in that situation. But I think that we we often walk the line of complaining about the cost of child care. But at the same time, if I'm going to pay for any a premium for anything in the world, it's going to be for the care of my children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that is, it would be because we don't have the financial budgetary restrictions Mm -hmm. on childcare as much as maybe other people do. I mean, it's not like I just blow money and spend it. We have a budget for that. But we have more disposable income that I can allot to that. Mm -hmm. But the other element is just what you said. That it is so stressful mm-hmm. trying to find whether it be the right person to be in your home. And we hit the jackpot with Lisa. But when I was talking about that whole like backup babysitter crew I've mm-hmm. got, that has, I cannot tell you how many people, like more yeah. than a dozen, maybe 20, have come and gone through that pool mm-hmm. because it is so difficult to find the right match the right fit for like what you you are wanting Mm -hmm. and that's true whether you're looking for somebody in home but also if you're like looking at preschools looking at daycares you know we are fortunate enough in our location 
that we kind of have a larger variety to choose from. But just think if you're in a smaller town or, you know, like a smaller region that has less resources, like you just have a handful of things to choose from. And so you try to balance what your budget can afford and find the best place of those choices, like to make it work. But there are going to be pros and cons. And that's really hard sometimes to have to swallow the con part of it when we're talking about our kids. Yeah. Well, and and you also... (laughs) You get the women who don't necessarily have a support system, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't have family close, they don't have friends or neighbors or people that they can trust, or they don't have family that they can trust. And yet they have a high need for childcare because in order to support their children, they have to work Mm -hmm. and yet they don't have a healthy or trustworthy support system around them. And so the hard choices that women have to make when it comes to providing for their children, both financially and physically, it feels very impossible. It does. Yeah. And as a society, I don't, I don't know what the answer is Mm-mm, for that. No. I, if because, you do, please email us. I know. If you've got it figured out, uh, you know, let us know. We'll we'll bring you on. You can yeah. explain it. So, yeah, it's uh, it it is. It's a it's a hard issue. Okay, yeah. I found statistics. These yes. seem reliable. <laughs> it's on Let's the internet. It must it be is true. On the internet, I've literally Googled, and this is what I'm coming up with. <laughs> So the national average is that 7% of income, 7% of income go to paying for child care. That would be total income. Mm -hmm. But that's from 2021, which has been trending down. And that's probably because of the pandemic, right? Because Mm -hmm. our work life situations changed in terms of being at home. It, it also says families who earn more also spend more on child care. Well, yeah, um, that seems like a logical Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe not, because mm-hmm. if you think of a family that has more money, some people might think then that they would need less child care because there's more flexibility for the parents, Yeah. you know. Yeah, that's true. That. But the, but it is true in the sense, again, you know, when mm-hmm. when you were talking about kind of that whole part you just said about kind of needing to work, but like women and mothers also need childcare for their own mental health sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. doesn't like, it's kind of like we only want to say that childcare is allowable or okay if you have to do it for work. Mm-hmm. But child care is also just as important if you need child care for your mental health. Yes. And mm-hmm. can can we just say that your spouse is not a babysitter? Oh my gosh. Yes, if you, don't get me started if on that. you need a break, tell your partner. If you have a partner, tell them you need a break and do not feel guilty giving them the opportunity to parent and not babysit, not yeah. child care, parent. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Get that out there. Okay. So here is something else I found that looks at numbers 
from 2018 through 2021. So looking more at pre-pandemic numbers, um, on average, married couples spend about 10% of their household income, while single parents spent about 34% of their income on child care. Wow. Uh-huh. That is a big number. Mm-hmm. And the average cost of a child per year from 2019 was $8,355. Holy cow. They're Isn't expensive. That wild? <laughs> yes. Right? These kids. Jeez uh, Louise. <laughs> and they outlawed child labor. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> For real, put these kids to work. You're right. Uh, I just man. wish I could get somebody to flush a toilet around here. I, know. <laughs> I don't know they could do a job. Just pick up your trash. Please, I don't care. Just, somebody. You, know, you open something, throw away the wrapper. That's all I need. <laughs> I think the, the moral of the story is that... Like, we recognize that it's a really complicated and complex problem, child mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. And it's not something where you you pick one child care choice and think that that's just going to last you <laughs> through yeah. however many years. Like, yeah. Gosh, I just I can't get over the statistic of single parents spending that I mean I that percentage like what was it 33 35 34 34 percent that's an average over like the last four years yeah yeah but goodness gracious so Mm -hmm. yes it is a hard thing you're not alone and we wish we had answers for you (laughs) that's about (laughs) what we got moms (laughs) <laughs> um, I want to also mention for um, those listeners who are local to the North Texas area that Fort Worth Moms has created a guide for child care options in the North Texas region. So not only are we just talking about the struggles and just venting about child care issues, we do have some solutions in terms of options for you. And so this guide is divided into several different categories. And some of those are just like babysitter or babysitting services, which I am going to put a plug for, can be surprisingly less expensive than you think. Sometimes less expensive than just pulling a babysitter from your contacts list. Um, There are options for nannies. There are lists for preschools and like full-time daycare options. And we also have a section as well for um, like summer care or like short-term care needs, as well as drop-in child care, which is something we haven't talked about. But there are lots of options kind of popping up around our neck of the woods. And I think even more so because of the way work has changed during the pandemic where you can just drop kids in for a few hours. Some of those places even have office space in the back for parents. So you can drop your kids off, you can pay like a fee, and it's all pretty minimal. And for that two hours, you rent the office space and you get good internet and your kids are like taken care of and kind of a fun you know preschool summer camp um, environment so it's a great guide with lots of resources all sorts of price points and you can find it in the show notes and at fwmoms.com 
We'll see you next time. Thank you again to our sponsor, Great Hearts Prairie View. Find out more online by Googling Great Hearts Prairie View or check out our show notes. As always, visit fwmoms.com to see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And one more time, just in case you missed it, fwmoms.com. Fort Worth Moms.